Welcome back to the William D. Mullen Center on the campus of the University of Massachusetts. And our score at the end of one, Merrimack leads UMass one to nothing. I'm Mike Mackley with John Lee, our guest for this first intermission. Donnie Morehouse, the play-by-play voice of the UMass Minutemen. And uh, Donnie, pretty, uh, I thought, exciting up and down action in that first period. Uh, good chances for both clubs. Uh, some good goaltending in particular uh, for both teams to keep it at a one to nothing score. Really was. You had a little bit of everything there, uh, both ends of the ice. Um, and, uh, you know, we saw some dynamic play from uh, uh, a handful of forwards out there, some great goaltending, like you said, some bodies flying around, so it was a, it was a good college hockey game right there. Uh, that first period compared to how things have generally gone for UMass this year? You know, it looked kind of typical. There were uh, there were stretches there where uh, UMass couldn't clear the puck out of the zone. They relied heavily on uh, Renyard. We saw some turnovers in front of him that he had to cover up for, and then down the other end of the ice, you saw Dennis Kravchenko with a between-the-legs backhand shot on Connor Delia. That's what the team is. We, we see it down one end, and then you see them do something at the other end where you just go, wow, you know? I mean, so it was uh, really a microcosm of the way this team plays on a regular basis. You know, it seems to me, and it's really been this way now for a couple of years, it's high risk, high reward, right? But the thing that I keep thinking whenever, when I watch UMass, and they can be so dynamic offensively, they have such gifted players, uh, you know, players that can score goals, generate, uh, you know, get the fans out of their seats as it were, and you think, gee, if they would just tighten things up a bit in their own end. Uh, but the, but the, the, the question then is, 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 you know, does it go hand in hand with, with the way they're playing? Is the fact that, you know, the fact that they're going to get those chances and create those chances, does it just mean that inherently they're going to give them up to? They are going to give them up, but I think they're not, I don't think they're giving them up right now because of the system. I think they're giving them up because they have a really young defensive core back there, and guys like Chukar and Lagason and Callum Fryer and Carmen A. Bono, those just rattled off four freshmen that are playing big minutes for uh, this team. So they, uh, it, it's a little bit of that. And I, I think, you know, I didn't watch the team a lot over the last few years, but obviously, you know, you look at the scores and you see where they end up in the standings and you talk to people and they say it's really a, a system-wise, defensively, uh, they are, I guess, uh, lacking a little bit. Uh, that's not that's not really the case. That, that those those four freshman defensemen that I mentioned, along with Ben Callender, the senior, and Mark Hetnick, they're doing a great job of moving the puck out of the zone. They're doing, uh, especially Lagason, a really good job of defending. And as these freshmen, you know, you guys know by February they'll be sophomores essentially, um, as far as their hockey IQ goes. And uh, I think you'll see them tighten up a little bit defensively as well. Yeah, I think what I did see in that first period, a lot of the mistakes that were made that did lead to uh, good scoring chances for Merrimack. I mean, they were just bad mistakes, bad turnovers, bad decisions with the puck. Those are the kinds of things that you, you can you can teach and you can learn from, right? They are, and the, and the thing is, you know, uh, I'm a, a parent of, uh, of goaltenders, so... Oh, my. Bless you. you, you uh, uh, I always say that, that every goal is the goalie's fault, and the goalie's there to cover up those mistakes, not to stop the shot from the blue line. I could do that. I'm 50. The, the goalie's job is to cover up mistakes, and Nick Renyard has been fantastic covering up those mistakes for UMass so far this season. 
Well, uh, Donnie, UMass, uh, a 6-6 tie with UNH earlier this year. You were a part of that. UMass down 6-1. to What was that like, uh, scoring five to tie that game up? You know what? It was, uh, uh, it was probably the most exciting game that I've called in this building. If you take out the 4-3 overtime victory, or 5-4 overtime victory against BU, which was 2003, I think. It, I mean, it was absolutely electric in here. And, and, and the offense, the, the way they did it was so riveting. They just, you know, they pick up the puck, they come down the ice, they score. Face off, they pick up the puck, they, and it was, it was almost as if they were doing it in practice. And when they got to 6-2, there were very few people that didn't think they were going to get 3-4. and four. And then, but even six four, you're going okay. That, that, you got two more goals you need to get in a span of three or four minutes. Um, they almost had one in overtime. Steven Yakabellis put one over the, the crossbar in overtime. Uh, that's the type of team. And, and Mike and I were talking before the game. They are a very exciting team to watch. I don't know yet if they're good, bad, average. All I know is that you're on the edge of your seat when you watch this team play hockey. One of the reasons that team is exciting is Austin. Levy, a guy that I know Merrimack fans, our listeners, are interested to see how he's doing here at Merrimack, and, and uh, of course he originally committed there, I think he even may have started there, and then ended up leaving and made a decision, went back to junior hockey, and then uh, came to UMass, so he is a freshman now at UMass, off to a great start with six goals and six assists, he had a hat-trick in his first game out of Colorado College, and so obviously he's off to a pretty good start, but tell, tell us about what you've seen from his point. Well, he's another guy, uh, you know, he's a freshman, so there's, there's great moments, and there's average moments. There's no bad moments with him, which is amazing, but he does a great job with the puck. He does, you saw him tonight, he tried to uh, go around, I think it was Aaron Titcomb over on the far side, and Aaron just kind of pushed him away. Uh, did a great job defending him, but he's made moves, highlight reel moves, uh, that have just absolutely been ESPN top ten type things. He made a play against UConn here in this building where he came in on three, def- three defenders. He brought him over to one side, and then left through them, and while he was in midair, almost like the famous Bobby Orgel, as he's in midair, he releases a shot. It didn't go in, but it was one of those plays where you were just like, oh my God, you know? So he's got some great offensive skill. He does throw the body around. We saw him throw a couple hits uh, in the first period tonight. So he seems to be an all-around player. Uh, it doesn't hurt you defensively. Um, and as a freshman, it, it's it's really, you know, it's kind of a great find for, for the Minutemen hockey program. You know, I've often thought that, that this is kind of a, you know, a program that's waiting to to be discovered, I guess, by the folks in this area, and you know, to be able to to really take over like, the, uh, the, the the fandom and the interest of, and and so on. With other things such as the UMass football teams move to one A, and and uh, you know, and, and, and the basketball team trying to get back to where they have been, but hockey at the same time has had these flashes over the years and the you know, times when it seemed like maybe they were ready to take over. Uh, are they any closer to that? What, what would it take to being able to do that? Well, from the standpoint of fan interest, they have to win. Um, you, nobody wants to come to a building when they're not seeing wins. You know, you need to be rewarded for your your uh, emotional investment in a program. 
And, uh, you know, they're 6-2 and two now. There's a fairly good crowd on hand tonight. When You know, as you guys know, when the BCs and the BUs of the world come in, you always fill the place up. If you can get wins against those teams, then they come back the next weekend. So there's uh, there has always been, you know, a, a level, a certain level of interest. But we've noticed in the past when the team has won, when they've gone to the, you know, TD Garden for the tournament, the following year you get that hangover where you get a lot of people come to the games because it's a team that went to the semifinals or the finals or the NCAA tournament. Um, but they haven't won in a little while. This this version of the Minuteman may be the team that turns them around and gets them swinging back in the right direction. All right, Donnie, thanks for your time. We appreciate the play-by-play voice of UMass Hockey actually back behind the mic now this year. So, Donnie, it's great to see you again. We'll see you uh, as well uh, in, in week next Saturday uh, out at Merrimack. And enjoy the rest of the game. We'll see you then. Very good. Thank you, guys. Donnie. Great to see you. All right, Donnie Morehouse been our guest here. The score after one, Merrimack one, UMass nothing. Back after this, this is Warrior Hockey.